And now I would welcome a few questions. We have a little bit of time. Raise your hand in the chat. Linda, you can unmute and ask your question. Go ahead, we can hear you now. Okay. Um, I hear everything, I've heard everything that you said this evening. Um, I have a good friend who's not a Buddhist, who's not a, a, a meditator. Uh, she's only 63 and she's dying from stage four colon cancer that's metastasized. And she wants desperately to live. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering what, if anything, could I offer her? She's been a teacher for 25 years, tending children, other people's children, the children she never had herself. And she wants so desperately to live. I just, I couldn't go in and say to her, just let it go and walk into the clear light. I don't know, I don't know what to say to her. What, what would you say? to someone who, who wasn't coming from the same philosophical understanding um, that, that might be offering words of comfort, comfort and letting her know that um, with a heart of great compassion, you care about her. So, I mean, it's such an important question. Before I answer it, I owe you an apology because you reached out about India and it was, it got lost in my list. And, you know, I, Trudy and I did a benefit for some hospitals and Indian things, but I will get back to you, I promise, Linda. So thank okay. you for that. <laughs> thank you for caring about that. that. That touches me. And now this is a question that points to something really beautiful. And that is that you already know in the question, you have the answer that this isn't the time to tell her to let go. Remember that kind of common saw that says timing is everything. Yeah. I remember a woman who had metastatic brain cancer and was doing all kinds of things to heal herself and it had gotten worse and she did, you know, 90 days of a carrot juice fast and she went to see the experts on dying and healing and she did every possible thing and she was just getting worse and she came to a retreat with this great old master that was visiting us from Burma and she went to see him and I thought he would give her the end of life instructions let go into the light he listened to her as your friend spoke and he said what is it that matters to you and she said I want to live and he said great Here's a practice of sending love into your brain through compassion and loving kindness. Here's a, here's a special herbal remedy that I know from the jungles of Burma. Here are some teachings for you and let me, let me hold your hand and you know feel the courage that I impart to you and do everything you can to stay alive. So I was really surprised when he said that. It turned out that she lived two and a half years longer. They told her she had a month to go. Um, and they, the experts, no one knows when it was time for her to die. 
Then it was time for her head to turn from this life to the next. And your question, which is such a deep one, has in it your own intelligence and wisdom. That's not what she needs to hear now. She needs to hear, have you hold her hand if you're with her in person and love her and say, you have a great courageous spirit. Do all you can. How can I help you to stay as live as long as you can and make your days as full and beautiful as you can? Like Mrs. Okamura, you know, to do it in a beautiful way. And only when it's time, maybe at the very end, if you have the privilege of being with her and the privilege of being asked, then at that time, with that moment, you might say, you know, to her, her as a dear one, now it's time and you can let go into the ocean of love that is who you really are. So I, 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 I love that you already know and that you can trust that in yourself. Great. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. Adma, you can unmute and ask your question. I just, I just want to, first uh, I should say hello, Jackie. Uh, I wanted to just, this is a teaching that is coming to me in the moment when I need it. Uh, more than asking a question, I just wanted to make an observation. Please. Uh, I was taking care of a 74-year-old today, and uh, part of the care was uh, to give her blood. She had metastatic cancer, and I was seeing myself. It was uh, There was so much agitation in me from before we went into the procedure, before she was having surgery, uh, how I had this judgment in my heart that, you know, I wish she chose to let go. Why is she having the surgery? Why is she doing all this? And it's not in my hands and I am part of her care. And some point right in the middle of the second unit of transfusion, I just simply let go and I said, you know what? This is what she wants. She already clearly said she's not ready to go. I need to do everything to just do the prayer to let her get through this and come out to whatever it is that she's looking for. And to hear all this and I, between you and Linda, this conversation, it just really, it's just overwhelming for me. And I just wanted to acknowledge that. I just wanted to acknowledge that. It is just really amazing to me how if you open our heart, we can just stop the judgment and then be with the person for whatever they want in life, however they want it. We may not see it, we may not understand it, we may choose differently, but those we love, those we care for, this is what they want, this is what, this is who they are. There's a lot of times in my past I didn't understand that, gave my loved ones really such a hard time about the choices they were making and because I knew what the right choice was. And I really am very grateful to you for bringing that up. And thank you, Linda. 
That's awesome. Oh, um, thank you so much. Thank you also for all the care that you give and tend people. It's not an easy thing. It asks a kind of, it, it, it's a profound spiritual practice to be able to be present as you describe. And the, just the wisdom that you offer. Um, I don't want to say any more. It's, it's gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. Louisa, you can unmute, ask your question. Hello, hello, Jack. Hello, everyone. Hi, Louisa. Um, I'm just coming out of a week-long retreat, and joy came up so much, you know, and in the end, it was an online retreat. We all, like, brought our pets, and we all brought the things that we love, our Buddha statues and uh, our plants, and I just think this talk is so amazing as far as like this integration goes back to reality. Uh, it was so beautiful to give myself that week of pause and reset and just this looking for joy as unembodied awareness, you know, and attention to every moment and just trying to like find the joy into everything. So just wanted to thank you for this beautiful talk and synchronicity and for fitting right right into my week-long teachings I just had, so. Well, it's beautiful. <laughs> Can you share any more of what was the most important things for you that you've learned in that retreat or that touched you? Yeah, I mean, it was a lot about openness and letting go. Um, it was a Mahasati, Mahasati retreat. It was my first time trying that practice. And it's definitely up there, very heady, but it's really about letting go at the same time. Um, but there was a lot of like embodied practices. There was a lot of uh, nervous system regulation kind of practices. So that is also very, very important. I think, you know, in this year where we've been so taxed with so much of the, our own trauma and the collective trauma, I think it's really important to be able to bring our nervous systems down and just you know, embody ourselves in a grounded way. So I think that was another really big thing. It was interesting to dip my toes into the Mahasati madness. <laughs> it seems like pretty interesting stuff for sure, but. So one last thing, let your eyes close just for a moment and feel the joy and the understanding that embodied wisdom and joy that you carry from this retreat. And let yourself sense and imagine that you can bring this alive, that you can carry this for days and weeks and months, that it can be how you are and how you live. It's not the retreat, no, it's you, Louisa. 
How does that feel? It feels amazing right now. I, yeah. I definitely feel like I'm loving awareness right now. So. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. But hopefully I can keep it up, but I'll keep practicing. Well, if you, you know, it doesn't <laughs> actually doesn't take very much. Sometimes just five minutes of pausing and sitting and saying, oh yeah, let me tune in again. Let me remember I got had a busy morning. Oh yeah, because it's right there and it is who you are. Beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take a breath, everyone. Maybe this is the end of questions and dialogue for the evening, which is just fine. Things have their own rhythm. I'm glad I got to share these stories with you. You know, I'm a storyteller. <laughs> it makes me happy to tell a good story and then to read a story like Morinaga's, even though that's more than I would normally read. I was just so captivated captivated by the story that I was able to tell of him saying there is no such thing as trash, that no one should be discarded, that nothing should be discarded, but all honored. And then tell the story of Miss Okamoto and what it means to shift from a spiritual life of grim duty, a life of grim duty, to one of play and joy of bringing loving awareness wherever we are. So dear ones, this is the message of Vesak of the birth and death and enlightenment. That's the gift of your own life, what you can live. Trust yourself. Pay attention in a kind way, nurture what's beautiful, practice, not to get something or gain something, but to let your love and wisdom shine. Thank you. Good night.